This is Q and I'm Flo and we want to welcome you guys uh, to the Hot Seat Podcast and special shout out to The Village. We want to thank you all collectively for watching, leaving the comments and tuning in. Uh, but the, the sun has risen now and it's time for us to continue our conversation where we left off in our marriage counseling series. And so we're going to talk about divorce. So although we're all familiar with the construct of divorce, a lot of people don't quite understand the biblical background. So marriage is what we talked about in our last episode. God, oh, companionship. Well, companionship is also part of marriage. So God created marriage. He's the person who knows everything about it. And in that, the side of being married and then becoming unmarried is divorce, which apparently is something God hates. He does not like divorce. So biblically, um, there is like three reasons that you should divorce. And this came about because people were divorcing their wives way back when for any reason, because whatever they wanted, a husband would divorce his wife. And then so Jesus came on the scene and had to explain like, no, the reasons for divorce are this, not just because you feel like I'm tired of her face or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. You so. put your right foot in, you put your left foot in, but she wants to put her left foot in first. So we divorce. Yeah, exactly. Come on now. Does not work that way. So we're going to get into detail about the reasons behind divorce. So unfaithfulness to solemn covenant of marriage made before God and witnesses. Oh, yeah, God and witnesses. Mm -hmm. So I think we read this scripture last night. Yeah, Malachi 2 and 14. She is your companion and your wife by covenant. Uh, we've also referenced it during our uh, hymn uh, segment when we talked about Genesis 2.14. So if you haven't uh, taken a listen, go ahead and take a listen to that. That is the explanation of marriage. And it pretty much gives you the insight on what God, uh, God's perspective on marriage actually is. Uh, and when the union happens, it is a union that happens for a lifetime. Yes. I think that's one of the scriptures in here. What God brings together, let no man tear asunder. It's in here. It's in here somewhere. It's, more importantly, in the Bible. Um, so next we go on to the fact that God hates divorce. And then you have Malachi 2.16. So just mm -hmm. two short scriptures. So, for I hate divorce, says the Lord, the God of Israel. All believers should hate divorce as God does. A marriage can survive the worst of sins. I'm going to break this down to y'all just real quick. God hates divorce. Really, there's no need to read anything else. <laughs> God hates divorce. And why does he have such... A strong emotion towards it because um, God wants us to mirror with one another the love and compassion, understanding, forgiveness that He extends to us. 
It's just that simple. If God is going to continuously be connected to us through the ups and downs, to the worst of sins, to always forgive us, why would we not be able to do the same thing? We're supposed to be mirroring Christ. We're supposed to be more like God, more like Jesus Christ. And if we are doing that each and every day, we will understand that when we have a union, just like the woman's union to God, the man's union to God, we do exactly what it is that he wants us to do. And that gives us our godly's, God's perspective on marriage and how we're supposed to treat our spouse. So if he can forgive us for everything that we've done, he can forgive the man that pierced him in the side while he was trying to die and save that man. Give him salvation. Give him the opportunity to repent and find his place with his father. The, our marriage, our union, our covenant should be able to withstand each and everything because God hates marriage. Because she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Because what therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. Mark 10, 9. Okay. So God hates marriage, or God hates divorce, excuse me. God created marriage, God hates divorce. So God only allows divorce under these circumstances because there's a hardness of heart, concession uh, to the faithful partner, which is unchastity or immorality, aka adultery. It goes on to say, unbelieving spouse leaves, the unbelieving wife or husband that wants to, wants to leave. So we're going to break it down. break down adultery when you have sexual relations with somebody who is married that's wrong it's sin you shouldn't do it but what if the husband and wife agree on it doesn't matter what you guys agree on according to what god says it's a sin don't do it mm. so, so I'm not to say, I'm not going to knock anybody's lifestyle because I know that there are some people who have, what are they called, open relationships? Open marriages. Open marriages. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that is something that they both agreed upon is okay with them. So it's okay with them. But just because it's okay with them and or you in whatever situation, not necessarily this one, doesn't mean it's okay with God. What do you mean not necessarily? I'm saying, one. well, because like we don't have an open marriage. So it's not not necessarily. It's not no, acceptable. I'm saying not necessarily with just dealing with adultery. So it could be something else. There could be another sin that to us is like, ah, we're okay with it. It doesn't matter. Sin is a sin is a sin and God doesn't like them. So it's not okay with God. And that's where we have to be focused. Is this pleasing to God because we were created by him, for him, to give him glory? And if we are doing things that he does not like and literally says he hates, yeah. we cannot be giving him glory. Mm -hmm. So we are not living out our purpose. Yes. God joined man and woman together. That is a covenant. 
and uh, we do not want to break the covenant. So God has blessed us with a significant other, with that helpmate, that soulmate to help us grow each and every day through our lives, through the trials, the ups and the downs. And it's our duty to now respect God and respecting God, which therefore is respecting our spouse. And the moment we're not following God's alignment with marriage, trouble could enter the land. You read the next scripture. Matthew 5:32, but I say to you that everyone who divorces his wife, except for the reason of unchastity, makes her commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Matthew 5, Matthew 19:9 says, And I say to you. Whoever divorces his wife except for immorality and marries another woman commits adultery. And adultery, uh, because they are still married in God's eyes, divorce is not uh, recognized if unbiblical. Which means there are certain instances in which divorce, in which that law uh, dissolves and allows the two parties to therefore separate and pursue their lives individually. Wait, what? Which means adultery is where it's acceptable to divorce. Unbeliever leaving, which is not equally yoked, or death. Those are the three instances in which the bond of marriage can be uh, can be broken. As far as God sees yes. it. So to pick up where we allowed the sun to set, we got some information from our pastor. And uh, let's go ahead and share it. So I had a conversation with our pastor, Pastor Manuel, and we talked about um, domestic violence. And so <clears throat> he told me that no, domestic violence is not a biblical reason for divorce. So which we kind of know because we just read through this and it was absolutely not on the list of the three things. So domestic violence is not a biblical reason for divorce. However, the um, personal thought about domestic violence was shared. And so he said he would suggest with a person who finds himself in that situation, who is a believer of God and Jesus Christ, that, you know, once that decision is made to leave, you know, go seek your pastor, go to God in prayer, ask for forgiveness, you know, repent, turn away. Mm -hmm. And God, um, God will forgive you for that. Like uh, any other sin. Um. And then there's repent. She brought up repent. And so in that particular situation or those that are similar to that, I just feel like there's a, there is a spouse who does not believe. And what I mean by that is when you're a believer of Christ, you have a full and clear understanding, transparent understanding of what God's perspective on marriage is how you ought to respect and treat one another uh, physically, mentally, uh, uh, spiritually as well. So obviously there's a, there's a disconnect with one spouse uh, to God. And so that's where this other segment is, unbelieving spouse leaves. And that's where the equally yoked uh, is at, right there in that piece. That is difficult for, for one person who treats an individual this way which is full of, let's just say, darkness, and another who treats their spouse with light. 
the there a lot of people say well light and dark you know it balances the day but it's not there to balance a a relationship you have to be on one accord on the same page equally yoked so the the believer and the believer works best together an unbeliever and a, a believer will cause a lot of a lot of issues a lot of strain on the relationship and it could lead to physical altercations it could lead to disrespecting verbally and the list goes on and on but in in this piece though god hates divorce so much that even the unbeliever can be saved and turned into a believer which leads to this right here only consider divorce if all means are exhausted to bring the sinning partner to repentance which is Matthew 18, 5 through 17. It goes on further uh, in another book, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 12 through 16. But to the rest I say, not the Lord, that if any brother has a wife who is an unbeliever and she consents to live with him, he must not divorce her. And the woman who has an unbelieving husband and he consents to leave, uh, to live with her, she must not send her husband away for the unbelieving husband is sanctified through his wife and the unbelieving wife is sanctified through her believing husband for otherwise your children are unclean but now they are holy yet if the unbelieving one leaves let him leave the brother or sister is not under bondage in such cases but god has called us to peace for how do you know, O wife, whether you will save your husband? Or how do you know, O husband, whether you will save your wife? Sanctified. One Christian in a marriage brings, brings grace to the spouse. So the opportunity is there because there is one that believes in God. So that person, it is there. I guess, responsibility in a little sense to put little nuggets of the word in their life and try to get that to nourish and to grow to the best of the ability because the marriage is a covenant and you do not want to break one of God's sacred laws. So you want to do as best as you can, go through the steps to try to explain to that person, when you do these things to me, that makes me feel this type of way thus says the Lord and then just keep going keep going as far as you can up until you've exhausted everything you can you've at least tried to not just sit there and accept it oh it's my fault it's my fault no get to the root of the situation and have those in-depth and effective communication uh, when you guys are sitting at the table or in your room or driving in the car you want to do your very best to try to save what it is that you had because God brought you two together for a reason. He doesn't have people cross paths for no reason. Part two, you've done everything that you possibly could do. You followed, you know, God's steps. Remarriage is permitted, permitted for faithful partner partners only when the divorce was on biblical ground. So if you divorce someone, an unbiblical manner so anything mm -hmm. outside of the three that we named yeah. death adultery or an unbelieving spouse leaving you should not be getting remarried um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Because <laughs> technically, again, through the eyes of God, you and that person are still married. Yes. Okay. So, um, which is why you got to go through those steps, exhausting all the means necessary to try to keep that sacred union, that sacred covenant together. You can't just, she put her pants on on the left side and I, we all about the right side and y'all just split and leave. Or this constant, constant arguing, I'm so tired. Well, obviously you're not, you got to take the right approach when you're in that argument to get to the root of the situation and then pluck that out and have a conversation about it. Otherwise, you're gonna always have the arguing, 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 and then you divorce because you argue too much. You can get to the root of it. You gotta work hard. So for remarriage purposes for the believer, excuse me, I lost my word. Uh, remarriage purposes for the believer, if death, you are free to marry. It's one of the reasons. Anything biblical, you're free to marry in the Lord. So I understand that to be as you're free to marry another believer. So if you were an unbeliever or if you were a believer married to an unbeliever who leaves or you go and exhaust all possible resources and avenues and you end up with a divorce, then at that point you're free to marry but or remarry but the person you remarry should also be a believer mm -hmm. so equally I mean, yoked equally yoked um if the divorce is unbiblically uh founded or on biblical grounds then you are not supposed to remarry you're not permitted to remarry mark 10 11 through 12 Whoever divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery against her. And if she herself divorces her husband and marries another man, she is committing adultery. So, because mm. they are still married in God's eyes. So it becomes so, adultery. So there's a difference between the amicable split and the biblical split. You want to split biblically because you don't want to consistently defy one of the commandments of the law and consistently commit adultery. We're like, oh, we just, you know, we, we're on two different pages. And so it was an amicable split. We're all happy, blah, blah, blah. You, as long as this, that amicable split is based on the biblical principle, then <laughs> you're okay. Yes. But you can't be, oh, we just, you know, we just uh, decided, you know, this is it, you know, he, I saw this guy over here, I thought he was, you know, the grass was green on the other side and he found a woman over here. So he's like, you know what? Deuces, we'll see you later. No, that's not how that works. <laughs> right. <laughs> biblical and amiable, okay. Yes. but I, If it's not biblical, it's not okay. <laughs> no. I, I, biblical and amiable should be everyone's goal if it yes. has to happen, yeah. let it at least be in kindness and mm -hmm. compassion. Yeah. Um, I like because it eradicates that rule that divorce is not an option. A lot of people think divorce is an option. You can't do those things. It's right here in the Bible. The ways in which you can go and there is a biblical split that is allowable under God. Okay. So next it talks about a believing man or woman who becomes 
unbiblically divorced, so sinfully divorced. They should be, or they should stay unmarried or try to reconcile with their ex-spouse. Because mm-hmm. at this point they're already divorced, so they're ex-spouse. Um, so reconciliation doesn't mean that you were divorced and then now I'm, I'm trying to reconcile with the end goal of remarrying this individual. It could be where you guys are having that amicable but biblical split because in that detailed conversation, in that effective conversation, you're hitting all the points and the reasons of why we were on two different pages and that would be deemed acceptable because now you've exhausted, you've had that deep and in-depth conversation trying to at least get the relationship to a to where you guys are in the same book, at least in the same book, not necessarily on the same page, because that would, and writing that page together, because that would be remarriage. Sometimes that isn't what happens at the end of it, but at least you went through that conversation, because even in that, you have learned for the next person, if God so chooses to bring another person into your life. Okay. So Matthew 5, 23 through 24. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. So reconciliation is a big, big, big thing. It's something to be taken seriously. and it's something that's supposed to be pursued genuinely. Don't just, okay, I'll try. And you have a conversation that ends up being an argument. You're like, ah, it didn't work. That No. Like, you actually have to put forth an effort. Yeah, you really need to try. <laughs> now, I don't know what that try is going to look like. I doubt it will look like that. But mm-hmm. you do need to give a genuine effort yeah. to try and reconcile. Yeah. Um, and reconciliation means... You guys were together in love, but had a huge dis- disagreement, but you reconcile back in love. You may end up going two separate directions, two separate ways, but when you think of that person, there's nothing but love there. There isn't any disdain or any ill will. Right. Now, it is possible that you give a genuine try and reconciliation is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So, only time such a person could remarry another is when reconciliation is not possible. So, the former spouse remarries or proves that they are actually an unbeliever or they die. So, Mm -hmm. any of those three. Um, The highlighted one would be the unbeliever. Because if you both believe reconciliation with the walk away of love still there for each other, is a hundred percent of the time possible. One hundred. Should be possible. Wall works in progress. So don't get divorced. No, no, no. But seriously, marriage is so serious that divorce should be the last option. And if it has to happen, you want an a biblical divorce. So someone who has um, committed adultery, 
of course, if your spouse dies, or if you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? If you're married, yeah, if you're married to an unbeliever and the unbeliever leaves. Those are biblical grounds for divorce, which allow you to remarry in a positive light in God's sight. Now, if you are a believer and you divorce um, in an unbiblical manner, you have to go to God and sort all of that out. <laughs> no, but there again, there are still there are still um, avenues. If you're a believer and a believer and you guys divorce, it is okay if you've exhausted all of the steps. There are still avenues. So reconciliation, as you're saying, for two believers or even a believer and an unbeliever because sometimes that unbeliever through all of that, through the divorce, might be called to God. And then for them, okay, reconciliation. So reconciliation is a possibility if you are a believer and you unbiblically divorce. So reconciliation or your spouse proves that they are not a believer or of course if they die that's always freeing because they are no longer on this yeah. earth so, not a believer yeah. and uninterested yeah <laughs> <laughs> so divorce is an option but there is a way to go about it and it is not something to be taken lightly for anyone involved it is not something that you should just because you felt like it, I don't want to see his face anymore, so I'm done. No, it is not something to be taken lightly. Just like you entering into marriage is not something to be taken lightly because it is for a lifetime. That is very serious. God is not joking when he says it is for your lifetime mm -hmm. until death do us part that is your lifetime yes. <laughs> okay uh -huh. so take the marriage seriously and if divorce happens or you're on that path or you think you might be be very careful make sure that you're going to your word that you're going to God that you're following all the steps so that you are doing it in a manner of which that will still please God and allow you a happy better fulfilled life afterwards mm -hmm. yeah we we truly do live in a world full of uh darkness and temptation and so we can be committed to each other in our finite lifetime mm -hmm. we have proven to god that we can we can live out his purpose stay connected to him and everything that we do uh honoring him giving him the praise giving him the glory because that's all that i i feel that as another like a small little test because God's covenant to us is everlasting. It is beyond our, it was before our days on this earth and it will be after our days on this earth. But we're here to, to, to stand the test of time and to prove uh, to ourselves and to God that we believe in him and we're gonna walk in his word each and every day. We're not walking alone, we're walking with a spouse. We have someone here and it will be a roller coaster. It isn't candy land every day. You're not floating in the air, just eating everything in the world and it's peaches and cream 24 seven. No, there are times in which the wings get clipped off and you fall, fall pretty fast and hard to the ground. Mm -hmm. But what makes it powerful is 
when you are falling to the ground, that that person is there to really pick you up in love and you can take, you can take off again. So yeah, we're going to stay on this divorce topic just a little bit because we have personal experiences. Uh, so we'll, you'll get a little reprieve, but then we're going to hit right back into it. We're going to have my dad on at one time. We're going to have my mom on at one time and talk about divorce. And we're going to talk about normal. Yeah, my dad is no longer on this earth. Um, my mom... Uh, we have to add like we have we don't have an answer if she's actually gonna come on but if anything I can still talk about <laughs> what I remember because I was really young <laughs> but I can talk about what yes. I remember because yes. divorce goes because <laughs> divorce goes beyond just two individuals splitting when you when you did what God would told you to do you, you know you're together now and go out and multiply now you have the multiple the multipliers the children being affected by two individuals to sign this split. Right. So we're going to talk about, you know, that part, the divorced kids, remarried kids. <laughs> right. Yeah, because your mother remarried. She did. Mine did not. She did not. Yes. <laughs> so we're so. going to talk about how divorce affects yeah. All those around the two who are being divorced, mm -hmm. and um, including them themselves, because yeah. with my mom being remarried, you know, there's a different, you know, different emotions, different feelings, mm -hmm. and it's going to be interesting because not everyone knows they're going to be on this, and we don't know what they're going to say. So we're going to try to, you know, keep it PG because <laughs> you never know. Um, I have every confidence in my mom. I question mark question mark question mark for my parents so we will see <laughs> how that all goes well we want to thank you guys for uh tuning in uh once again one of the major things that we talked about was i guess you said talking to god right you brought up you brought up speaking to the lord because in everything that you do during that divorce process oh. getting the reconciliation you're always talking to god so you always want to just get down on your knees and just pray. In everything, not just yeah. on those serious occasions, yeah, but it should be everything. a daily practice. Yes, in the times that we're facing, we're staying at home. We don't know. We might be a second surge. We still want to just make take the time to just pray because even in that self, that's a blessing that we're still here to take the time and just pray. So for all of you guys who are saved by Christ, hey. Who are just, just praying just right along <laughs> with us we want to welcome you all who are watching and listening and you guys can share in the fact that we have a sponsor yeah. yes god is good and it's all because of you guys yes thank so you. you want to make sure you head over to saved by christ we're going to drop it in the video oh you're just going to use the code the village because you guys are the village and you will get 15 percent off uh, also, if your orders are $35 or over, it's free shipping. So it's a double whammy, free shipping and 15% off. That means more merch for you. So thank you guys for watching, tuning in. Make sure you head over to Sage by Christ and uh, get you some Just Pray or any other apparel that you deemed is your taste. I am all for free shipping. <laughs> yes. Recently, we just have ship, ship, ship boxes coming in every day. Yeah. All right. So thank you guys for tuning in. We guys will see you next time. See ya.